Welcome back to another episode of Anyways Back to the Godfather. Uh, we have a very special guest, first time uh, to the podcast, but longtime listener, right? That's right. <laughs> My sister Kim. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. So glad you're on here with just a little bit of convincing, but it's I true. Mean, I think you sent it to the the podcast. Maybe I don't remember. Anyway, I did. I did. But you've come up with a really fun topic, and I'm really excited about it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, before we hop into more about Kim, I just want to remind people, Lauren and I uh, will probably record this episode sooner rather than later. But if you haven't gotten in your Nosferatu reviews, be sure to do that. Um, and uh, more information about pins, because I think we're behind a couple that's my bad. Um, but those are going to be coming out soon, so keep an eye on your emails for that. But more importantly, to the present, uh, Kim is my oldest sister, oldest twin sisters. Um, and so, yes, I've known her since birth. I don't know what your sponsor story is. So if we're getting into territories that we shouldn't, you can stop us. But Lauren, do you remember the first time you met Kim? No. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, do you have any recollection? Of the first time we met? I... I don't either. I don't either. I'm sure it was some brief passing while you were coming to pick me up to go back to Provo or something like that. But um, onwards and upwards. Kim, do you have a favorite film? My favorite film for now, although it's been a top film for a long time. It's a classic. You've got mail. (gasps) I can't quit it. Oh, it has a lot of good things going for it. So, so good. And Godfather references. Godfather reference. So I thought you would appreciate that. (laughs) It's definitely a dated film technology wise, but I showed it to my girls during COVID and they enjoyed it just the same. Oh, it's so good. It is one of those films I'll get an urge to watch and just have to do it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, Did you appreciate our recreation? I did appreciate that in your (laughs) New York trip. And not the ride park. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Do you have a recommendation for our listeners? I do. And uh, you haven't announced the theme of this podcast, per se. But it is thematic. (laughs) Perfect. We have some friends. Their last name is Parker. And we like to play games with them. And so they turned us on to this. It is a website called melodice.org and that is spelled m-e-l-o-d-i-c-e.org and it is a free website where you type in the name of the game you're playing and it comes up with a youtube playlist for that game that users have submitted so you can just have fun thematic music playing in the background while you're playing a game it's really that is incredible so cute i love that yes so that's my recommendation yes um, okay, <gasps> now it's time for the, I know now I'm going to want to be looking and seeing what <laughs> they have available, um, but it's time for the Rachel versus Lauren question. So, Kim, Epcot versus Animal Kingdom. Okay, um, nostalgia-wise, I would say Epcot because I just barely visited Animal Kingdom for the first time this year in January, but Rachel, your enthusiasm for Animal Kingdom won me over to the park. Oh, excellent. And it was fun to see all the animals. There were still lots of entertaining attractions, um, lots of fun details you showed us in the park. And I had some delicious food there. So <laughs> it was a win. Only the best from Flame Tree Barbecue. I'm also very much behind in the Rachel versus Lauren polls. So anything helps. So I thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now for the Godfather quote, which is provided by Lauren. Okay. I'm just going to give it to you without any context. (laughs) You like your blank sandwich? Ooh, Ooh. you're in the right area. It is food. Think more, like, thematic. Cannoli. (laughs) Getting closer. 
think more uh, like a savory dish. A main course. Meatloaf. Oh, so close. <laughs> a main Italian course. <laughs> the answer is, do you like your lasagna? How do you lasagna. like your lasagna? Yep. Okay, okay. But now are you inspired to watch The Godfather with us? The answer is the- yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's lasagna in it. <laughs> I mean, we lured Annie in with Diane Keaton. We just got to figure out who's your your actor. What's your pull for? I mean, I feel like the You've Got Mail references yeah. count for me watching it. No, you've got to figure out like what they're referencing. You'll appreciate <laughs> You've Got Mail that much more. That's our hook right there. There you go. That's your connection. All right. It's time for the 30 and 60. Boo, 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 boo. Ready, set. Favorite ride at Disneyland? Flush Mountain. Right or left? Right. What is the best Christmas film? Um, Family Stone. Favorite album? Cracked Review. What car do you drive? Honda Pilot. Place you want to travel to next? Australia. Do you want to see a ghost? Yes. Favorite SpongeBob character? (laughs) The crab? (laughs) Zoo or aquarium? Aquarium. Child to a TV show? Uh, Ghost Rider. Favorite insect? Ladybug. What is the name of your band? Ooh. Um, mm. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Jammers. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Patronus? Oh. Darn it. Isn't it a dolphin? Okay. Yeah. Favorite tree? <laughs> Uh, oh. oh okay oh. there it is excellent excellent um, darn i thought i would do better love that <laughs> hootie reference so much well heck yeah and thanks for knowing the hootie reference <laughs> of course so classic also your gram comment was amazing <laughs> i was a little surprised i feel like i wanted to come on every single one of your answers but oh. i had to channel my inner peter sagel and keep focused <laughs> excellent another great reference i have been waiting for you to come on the podcast just so i can make that reference (laughs) (laughs) all right so now that we've gotten all that fun stuff out of the way we're gonna go ahead and turn to our main topic which is games palooza so we've picked 12 categories we'll go around in a circle we'll do our guest kim and then lauren and then myself your main answer for the topic and then we'll do a round of honorable mentions after so, starting off, your favorite game as a child, Kim. Okay, I know you're not supposed to have two, but I do have two. I would say Double Solitaire and Millborn. And I had to pick two because one of those I loved to play with my mom and one of those I loved to play with my dad. Double Solitaire with Deb and Millborn with George. Classics. I don't even know if I've ever played those. You haven't played Double Solitaire? No, just like Solitaire on the computer. Ah. Okay. <laughs> well... I hope this episode leads to some game nights in our future. And I'm really excited to hear your guys' answers and add lots of games on my to-be-played list. Ooh, I don't know that I'll have many games you haven't played, but... (laughs) (laughs) I've got a good one for your list right now. Ready? Um, Yes. One of my favorite games as a child was Pretty Pretty Princess. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys ever hear about that? Yeah. So I don't really... Yeah, did you... You played it. I I didn't play it, but I think they still make it now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a popular thing (laughs) that you have a little spinner, and each section of the spinner is a different item of jewelry. Um, and you have to get one of each. There's like a ring and a necklace and a bracelet. Um, and there's one tiara. So yeah, each person has a different color and there's a piece of jewelry for your color but there's only one tiara and so you have to kind of fight over the tiara like whoever you have to keep spinning for the tiara and people can steal it from you and anyways at the end you're supposed to have all the jewelries and I love this game because I would make my brothers play it with me and my dad play it with me and be like (laughs) you look like you're so pretty (laughs) Well, and they probably didn't fight that hard for the tiara. So. <laughs> they were like, no, I think they were pretty into it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'd get competitive. 
But Rach, you are a pretty, pretty princess. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Not when I was little. I was so anti that. <laughs> How I've changed. Um, all right. My answer is, of course, sorry. This is one that I especially think of Graham for, speaking of, um, when we would do special days that, or just like whenever she would tend me, that was the go-to game. We would always play sorry. And I feel like we would play it in the family a lot as well. But like when I think of a childhood game, sorry is always at the top of the list and I would also like make my little men different parts of like like captain general and like made that so much more of a focus of the game and I feel like grandma's like okay it's your turn like draw a card <laughs> like <laughs> got too impatient but okay any honorable mentions of course one of my honorable mentions is the classic game ghost party Midnight I loved party, playing yes. that as a oh yeah midnight party with the ghost yes I loved playing that as a child and then also shout out to a game called Uncle Wiggly that we owned and my mom felt like we didn't play it that often so she got rid of it and <gasps> then when she did we're like where's our Uncle Wiggly game and finally she found us another copy. <laughs> this happens too often. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've heard that story before with something else with Midnight Party. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like the original Midnight Party, a lot of the pieces broke. Yes. Which don't worry, we'll talk about in link later. So. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Lauren. Um, I also had sorry as a honorable mention. Um, and then I also loved playing Moncala. Oh my Ooh, classic. Great one. Little. Yeah. I felt so smart playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, I just loved the little marbles. I loved the <laughs> such a satisfying part of the game yes the little clinks they made so so fun um i had a few honorable mentions of course top dog kim did you ever play that i did oh man not as a not as a child actually but i was obsessed with it and i just played it with ethan and i was like this game is not that great (laughs) (laughs) but when i was little it was the coolest game ever oh yeah that's the perfect game for you all those little dogs yes you just gotta pick up dogs it was amazing shout out to berber um scooby-doo clue of course always a park city highlight and then the digimon board game which elizabeth Catherine, and i would pick two characters to be and so it like mom probably got so much time on her hands whenever we pulled that out because it doubled the length of how long that game would play and i often would get bored and Catherine elizabeth would have to play my characters so but it's classic <laughs> it's funny rage because there's enough of a gap between us that I don't remember the Digimon board game. And you say Scooby-Doo Clue. And my favorite Clue game from childhood was this Clue mystery, Clue Junior mystery pet game. Oh, my gosh. Probably don't know. No so idea what It's that just is. funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So next category is the favorite uh, children's game that you like to play as an adult. This might not exactly fit the category, but one game I love to play with my kids is Spot It. Mm-hmm. because lots you know quite a few different kids can play and have a good time with it yeah that's enjoyable for lots sure lots of lots of different fun themes you can find a spot at pack for lots of occasions and different ways of playing as well right oh i i love that element of it that yes you can always switch up the format of the game to keep it interesting it's not one of those like oh dear here comes Candyland again (laughs) never speak ill of Candyland why is that not on my list I feel like I've done myself an injustice sorry Plumpy okay go ahead Lauren Sushi Go I think we talked about that one with Maddie and Spencer Mm -hmm. and I don't really play it that often we don't have it at my house Um, but it's just a fun game when I looked up games for children it came up so (laughs) I was like oh I like that one my pick is um, the uh, aforementioned Midnight Party. So just, the, yeah, the classic story of there's a, a ghost piece. I'm sure everyone who's listening is already very familiar with this game. But there's a ghost piece and you, like, capture people if it lands on that space. And we call it schlooping them. Um, and when we were younger, we would schloop a lot harder than we do now. And a lot of the pieces would break. And so... Our parents got rid of it and it became this infamous story where we would berate them kind of for getting rid of this game that was so beloved and it was out of print. Kim even wrote this. I think I may have talked about this before, but I'm so glad you're on the podcast now. This impassioned 
email to Ravensburger to bring it back and they like sent back some form letter of like thanks but here's all these puzzles you can buy something like that (laughs) (laughs) and then one fateful Christmas Eve they pulled it out of the closet and it was right there and they had found it on eBay or something it was like the most magical Christmas Eve of my life but I've made since high school and beyond whenever I have a game night at the house I always make my friends play it and without fail they're like this is like so dumb the premise is dumb it's not gonna be fun and then it starts and you get so into it and you get scared when Hugo the ghost is coming around the corner and it's the best it's a highlight so midnight party forever agreed (laughs) honorable mentions um an honorable mention for me is a game called dixit (gasps) Kim where say. you have oh good illustrations just funky illustrations you make up something about your card people submit their cards that fit that and then everyone tries to figure out what your card actually was and it's not necessarily a children's game but young and old can play it and have a great time Nora especially loved that game so much when she was yes oh I know I feel like we used to like play it constantly and it's kind of fallen out of favor with the family but yeah it's still fun yes but like there are some cards that are so iconic from classic stories like eh, we need a new plan <laughs> and the bug singing my heart will go on <laughs> I feel like there was one that Ryan did with like the monks of like what are you looking at <laughs> totally so good Lauren um my other <laughs> Uh, my honorable mention is Draftosaurus, which mm-hmm. I've also, I think, talked about before. But I just think it's so cute with the little dinos and then trying to strategize where to put them. And uh, it's just really cute. I like it a lot. It's very fun. I also put down Yahtzee. I don't know if that's really a children's game. I wanted to give it a shout out, but I didn't really know where to put it. So. I definitely had to shoehorn some games into Mm -hmm. categories just to get them on my (laughs) list. (laughs) All right. Next category is your favorite game that includes a deck of cards. If it's only one deck of cards, then I would say speed. Mm -hmm. If you can have multiple packs, then I would say nerds. (laughs) I said hearts because that's the only game I've really played with a deck of cards. Until you play Double Solitaire with us. Yes. I know I've played like Spoons and I know I've played other games, but I always forget about them. Hearts is the one that we've played most consistently. Um, And I always have to like relearn how to play it. But (laughs) And I'm always really bad. I always get that queen of spades. She comes out when you least expect it. She's spooky. Um, I also said Hearts. This is something that I really only appreciated when I was older. My mom's side of the family would play it a lot. And when I was younger, I like just didn't get the concept. And I thought it was so boring. And I hated whenever Hearts was mentioned because I was like, ugh, can't be involved with the adults and stuff. But then I feel like pretty late into life, like post high school. In my late <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I really developed quite a love for it and... It was the last game I played in Utah before I, on my most recent trip, before I left for the airport, but. Who'd you play that with? (laughs) My family. (laughs) But uh, it's been very fun to play virtually with friends. Um, But also, I just love, like, the family lore because of how we've manipulated it so that more people than just four can play and all the, like, little funny jokes that have become, like, part of the game, like the chia pet and the kitty and things like that so um really love hearts but it I was a late bloomer in my love for it so <laughs> Kim did you like did you play hearts a lot growing up or was it I I loved watching the adults play when I was younger I was the opposite of you when they would all gather around the table it was so entertaining for me to sit there and watch <laughs> and just hear their banter back and forth mm-hmm. I loved it <laughs> yes I know I'm like oh Now I want to play Hearts with Graham, and I can't, but someday. (laughs) Um, All right, any honorable mentions? Not for me, but I should have said Hearts as an honorable mention. I mean, so I don't know if this could have been my bad in selecting these categories. I didn't know if, like, 
apples to apples and scum also counted since they are just a deck of cards. I used, threw them out as honorable mentions. I'm sure we're going to talk about them later probably, but those were all. Also... I was thinking straight up face cards, you know? Okay, sure, sure, sure. Then yes, then I don't have anything else. So yeah. I do just have to give a shout out to Dominion because I don't have it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Favorite game related to a movie. Well, this is one that Lauren just mentioned, but, and it's kind of a stretch, but Draftosaurus, kind of Jurassic Park sure, related. Sure. <laughs> Not directly, but I agree with Lauren. The little the little pieces are so cute. It's a quick game. It's easy to pick up and learn. The board is double-sided with a little variation, so that keeps it fun. And, um, and I really Expansions. I, and I really do agonize sometimes over where to place my little dinos <laughs> so and that one has it's fun to listen to go to melodice.org and listen to the you know mostly jurassic park theme songs while you that's amazing <laughs> cute um my favorite related to a movie we have talked about it before a new dawn the godfather dice game um yeah we've talked about it before it's just so something so satisfying about like taking over the neighborhood and building your kingdom, becoming a mob then, boss. Yeah, I feel like I never go for being the Don, and that's probably why I never win. <laughs> I don't know. It's, Sometimes, it's, sorry, it's go ahead. really hard to take it away from Rachel. She is <laughs> very protective. That's but her yes. focus. Sometimes it's to your detriment because there's definitely been people who aren't ever the dawn and they win. So yeah. Um, and I just love the theming. So fun. That one is definitely a honorable mention for me, but of course I went with Blockbuster. It's probably my favorite game. Um and it's all about movies and it's just very fun, but uh very accessible for people so to play it's not like you have to be this movie buff to be able to enjoy it so i really enjoy that aspect of it as well True. all right any honorable mentions this is a stretch honorable mention because the game doesn't exactly correlate to a movie but there is a movie of this so i would say the haunted mansion game mm-hmm. is a lot of fun and there obviously it's based on the right but there is a haunted mansion movie so we can fit it, it in this category yes Less of a stretch than Draftosaurus, I'd say. <laughs> I have not played that one. I know. I gotta, you haven't? gotta pull it out. It's fun. I'm stunned. <laughs> and it's it's definitely been an option at several game nights we've had, but we just never okay, get well, around to it. Okay, well, I bumped that to the top of your list, you guys. Right? Yeah. I feel like you got it after you already moved to Florida. So, we had a copy like my mom has a copy and then maddie and spencer gave it to me for my birthday i think i actually have a copy here so next time you're bored when you're visiting me we always say parts. we're gonna play games when i come visit you and i know there's and never it's just time next time too many things to do <laughs> um my honorable mention is the et game um this is new they created it for the 40th anniversary this year to be honest, I've only played it one time, and it was very hard. <laughs> it, there's a lot of instructions, and I'm sure it would be better with multiple plays because I'll actually know how to play it. But I don't know. You like, so you are, um, one of the four kids on a bike, and there's a little tiny ET, and he fits in your little basket on your bike, <laughs> um, but you're trying to get him away there's like um fbi people that are targeting each child trying to they like will roll a dice for them each round and they get closer and closer to you and if they touch et or they touch a kid then you lose lives um and you're trying to get around and finding the pieces et needs for his communicating device which you then have to get to the forest and then you need to start calling the the spaceship and it starts coming around the board anyway there's a lot of parts to it and when i played it with my siblings we just had to do easy mode and we kept like <laughs> cheating a little bit because it was really hard but it's adorable like i it was totally worth buying because it's so cute and like the cards are all parts of the movie and i i just really liked 
at least the theming of it because of course i'm a big fan oh and it's perfect for the 40th anniversary so Mm -hmm. all right um mine uh, the other ones i had were villainous and there's a titanic board game that i've played once with Catherine and deb and it was amazing it's a lot of setup there's a lot of parts going on but like part of the game you have you get these cards and it tells you to act out scenes from the movie and that's by far the best part of the whole game it was so amazing um and also i want to say jumanji just because it's so fun to play the game but like the movie is so much better than the actual board game <laughs> like the board game is actually kind of lame but i always like to pretend i'm getting sucked into the game so shout out to that <laughs> all right um the favorite game that requires nothing else besides your mind and or like pieces of paper things you just a game you don't have to buy this one is a game you can buy. That's how I've most often played it, but I've fine. also played it. <laughs> I've also played it just with pencils and paper. And it goes by a couple different names. I've played it as the game Time's Up. I've also heard people call it Celebrity, but it's just the game where you have a, a whole bunch of characters. It could be people that are alive, people that are dead, fiction people, actual people. And then there's three rounds where the first round you describe the person using as many words as you want. Second round, you um, acted out with... I thought the last round was... Okay, second round is one word, and the last round is... Acted out. Acting it out with no sound, preferably. Anyway, it's such a fun game. You play it, you team up, and compete against each other in little teams, just seeing how many words you can get in an amount of time. But it's just guaranteed laughs our mom (laughs) usually tries to cheat and throw in extra words or extra sounds we usually force her and the biz to be on a team together Mm -hmm. they're unstoppable (laughs) yeah but I've also played it with other people where we come up with our own names and it is still just such a fun time I know it's such a simple concept but so so fun mine is telestrations which also you can buy it just like the classic you have a piece of paper write something on top, fold it over, pass it over, and then the person draws a picture of it. And then you keep, it's like telephone, but with the drawing aspect. I just have so many memories, like playing this in high school. Uh, I remember on the bus to, for choir tour, when we were going to Disneyland, we played it and it was so funny. And then we've played it at Brownstone with our roommates and I played it with my family and it's just always so funny. So it's a great one it's for all ages and mm-hmm. it, it scales really well if you've got a big crowd or a small crowd that's a great choice mm-hmm. mine I don't know if either of you have played this or are even aware of it um hacker this really requires nothing at all this is a game that was kind of born out of having to wait at restaurants or wait for things on trips but one person is the hacker and they come up with a number between one and 100. And then you go around in a circle and you guess a number. So they would say like 76. And then the hacker would say higher or lower to try to think of what their number is. Um, and then by the time it gets around to the circle and it's the hacker's turn, they have to say the number that's higher or lower um, in response to the person next to them. And if anybody says the number that the hacker is thinking of, including the hacker themselves, if they're forced to say it, they lose but we like made up this whole backstory and like while we were waiting at a restaurant we would like type on pretend computers and like the hacker would like send a virus to the person and like blow up their computer it got a little violent and maybe like not the best but it was so fun and it was like the best way to pass time and it is just such like a core memory of waiting at restaurants or waiting on trips so haven't played it in years but hacker for life (laughs) So you made that up? I don't know who made it up. Like, I'm sure it's just a game that exists, but like the embellishments and all the the plot lines were definitely developed as a group. So group think. Um, Any honorable mentions? Yes, I put the animal sound game. This The version where everyone sits in a circle, <laughs> someone in the middle holds a pillow with their eyes closed. They sit on someone's lap and ask that person to make an animal sound. And then they try to identify who it is. It's another one that's just great for groups of different sizes. And 
anyone of any age, well, maybe like three and above can play it. And <laughs> don't sit it's on always your three been lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seriously is so funny. Always guaranteed laughs. I also said animal sounds, animal clapping is also a classic. Concentration 64. I don't know if you guys ever played that. Oh, kids are so into it these days. Are they? Oh, oh yeah. Man. Maybe to an annoying level. Oh, no. It's cute. He said, she said is always a good one. My girls love that one. Celebrity is, I remember it was writing down. It's kind of like the game of things where you write down something. Playing cele- We would always play celebrity at Grams that you would write down the right. name of someone who famous. You are. Yeah. And then turn it in you and someone to guess would read it. And you put that. Exactly. Yes. That's the way <laughs> I played it too. But I have a couple of friends that all Insist- times up celebrity. Okay. Yeah. Um, but just great memories there, especially because Grampy's were always so obviously him. Like <laughs> he would put in, I like Ike and it's like, nobody else is going to do that. But Grampy. So just fantastic. John Deere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I just, I feel like, again, that was very accessible for everybody to play. Um, wait, I did think of one. Okay. Signs. <gasps> Everyone knows that game. So good. But I remember, I don't know, Rachel, if I played it with you, but. Um, I have a specific memory of playing it all the time during the play, like in between mm. scenes in junior high. There's like a big group that every, we'd be like so excited to come off stage because we wanted to keep playing signs. <laughs> That's hilarious. I made all these people in Florida play signs because I was throwing a Halloween party and they were all being so loud. So I was like, guys, we're going to play a quiet game. We're going to play signs. There were t- uh, like 20 people there nobody had ever played signs before i was like what that's crazy is that a utah thing i don't know so anyway did it quiet them down yes for the most part (laughs) it's fine (laughs) the next category is one i'm most interested to hear your uh answers on i mean i kept switching up my answer to this game I wasn't quite sure how to interpret it. Oh, did you say which I have not even said okay go ahead (laughs) the category is the game that if personified you would want to date okay my answer to this is code names oh those male spies on the (laughs) back of the card oh yeah they're pretty cute right that's kind of my look (laughs) so that's my answer but i i also wanted to fit code names on this list because maybe some people feel like it's kind of overplayed or overdone now but it's a really fun game it's really the, it's really inventive and I think it's fun that they've come out with different versions a way to play it two-player cooperative mm-hmm. anyway so I'm attracted to that game <laughs> I would date it oh my gosh my first thought was what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> just because it's so funny and I I want to date someone who's funny it makes mm-hmm. me laugh I don't know it can be kind of irreverent that's a good also thing what sometimes. you're looking for <laughs> yeah <laughs> swear words (laughs) like a filtered version of what do you mean you know my but not too filtered right it's got to be slightly edgy yeah (laughs) this one was the hardest category for me because i just started overthinking everything but i actually ended up going with the haunted mansion game kim mostly because i'm coming off of spooky season and i (laughs) my friends are teasing me that the reason I haven't really dated anybody is because my type is an undead man um <laughs> so also there's a portrait in the haunted mansion that is like vampire-ish vampire adjacent and I tell people that that is my husband like I used to just call him my boyfriend but one time it came out as my husband so I'm like okay I guess that's it so all across the board it makes sense but like the haunted mansion game is fun it's spooky You've always got, like, cool friends. I don't know. So it's just, like, fun ghosts. It's totally my type of, like, fun, but, like, a little mysterious, a little spooky. So it's what we went with. Any honorable mentions? Yes, I went with two games that I just love the artwork. And so if it was, if it came to life, it's so cute. I just love it. Um, <laughs> I like how Lauren went for a quality, like, humor that she would like. And I'm just about appearances here. <laughs> but those two games are Dream Home which is a fun card game where you pick rooms in your house, but the artwork on each of the rooms is just so fun and detailed to look at. I love it. And then I also picked Sushi Go, which Lauren mentioned, but those little illustrations are so cute on the cards. They're so cute and so delicious. Yeah, I I love that (laughs) you're going to go date um, 
inanimate objects now, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I know. I moved on from the spy men to <laughs> inanimate objects. Damn, I forgot about Dream Home. That's a super fun game. I want to play it again. I mean, they're actually, I think there actually is like a, some employees, you know what I mean? Like a sure, sure. or yeah. something. That's cute. So. I'm sure. So. <laughs> My honorable mention was Blockbuster. Mm. Because... I want to date someone that knows their movies. Um, Gotta have something to talk about. I like your interpretation of the question. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I also picked Balderdash because you can always have a good time and laugh with that. Um, also, Libertalia. Kim, have you ever played that? Yeah. Okay. There is a house rule that is very much enforced. Card number 10 is the carpenter, and I love him. He's not, like, particularly attractive, but now he is like carpenter is king and if you, like if you kill the carpenter of anybody's board you're on you automatically lose like <laughs> you just cannot kill the carpenter and so that's just become a long-running joke with it but if the carpenter came to life i would marry him forget dating just straight to marriage so <laughs> had to give libertalia a shout out i like it all right it is time for our sponsor story brought to us by kim okay i that I couldn't remember exactly when Lauren and I met, but some of my favorite memories with Lauren and Rachel are at these amazing murder mystery parties that Rachel plans for us. They're so detailed. She spends so much time coming up with stories for everyone who's participating as a character. She has the games themselves are really fun with all the clues and just trying to figure out what's going on. She stumps me every time I have yet to crack the mystery. I'm always so confident, like I got it. Well, but, one time you were the accomplice, though, so you won that yeah, year. Yeah, okay, okay, that's true. But that was, like, a, gi- a gimme, you know? <laughs> but Lauren, <laughs> Lauren always comes as these amazing characters. I usually don't know who she is, you know, like, who she's representing, but it doesn't matter because she's so into it. <laughs> and it's one of the highlights of the party. <laughs> It is. I always manage to schedule it on a night that Lauren is working, and so she always comes late. But like, I mean, what a no grand matter. entrance! She steals the show, even if she's only there for ten minutes. <laughs> so you the sponsor is Rachel. Okay, okay, I do, but like, sometimes I don't always know right away. Like I don't pick <laughs> up on it, but you just embody it so fully. I love it. <laughs> it's the best. See, and I, I lovingly put all this work in because people show up like. It is so fun to have people come and just be in character. That's the real reason I do it. Forget about any plots or murder mystery. Just forcing everyone I love to come be a character for a night. So fun. Well, it is worth it. And yes, Lauren's, we should post some of those pictures. Oh, please do. Or video. Do you have any video? (laughs) Because Gilderoy insisted on taking a portrait with every single person there. (laughs) He invited himself into every. yeah that's the thing too is Gilderoy was uninvited like nobody knew that you were coming at all so when you just showed up people were (laughs) like oh my gosh Rachel is that gonna be okay is that gonna foul things up (laughs) so never so good and this year we had Morbius come which not everyone knew but again yeah I don't know who that is at all but I loved it (laughs) the way we're limping around (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's too good all right. Well, thank you for that sponsor story. Uh, the next category is a game you would want on a deserted island. You can have people with you on that deserted island, but kind of just if you're very much need, isolated. I do need people with me. The game I picked is Listography. <gasps> and that's which, what I picked. Oh, yes. I That game is so fun. I laugh so hard. <laughs> and especially when I play it with Annie, I want. I just want to say that there are some games you play with people and it's like there's basically two versions of the game. Like the game you play with Annie and then the game you play with other people. Cause, and same thing with you, Rachel, which I'm sure our listeners can tell just the way you're describing like pretending to get sucked into Jumanji. <laughs> the way you're describing the hacker game, how, how into it you get. But anyway, listography is um, so fun. There's so many different cards. There's different categories of the cards. And I think one reason I would appreciate having it on a deserted island is because it would help me think fondly of all the things I'm missing, which sounds kind of negative, but I think I would think of it in like a fond, positive way. Mm-hmm. Okay. This game is called Quacks of Quindellenburg. Oh, that's fun. 
I Have played, you played that. that camp. Yes, I'm. I I did not. I did pretty badly last time I played. <laughs> I it's. I've never played end. it before. Oh dang it! That's disappointing. <laughs> um, you each have a cauldron, and you're like quack, so you're a fake magic person, maybe. But you have to get ingredients to put in your soup, and I don't really remember how it works, but um. Well, you just keep drawing the ingredients out of the bag. Oh yeah, and you and you, buy and you can decide to stop at any time. But if you draw too many of a certain kind, then you bust basically, and your turn's over, and you don't get points and stuff for that turn. So yeah, kind of like twenty blackjack. Is that what? That is? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's like cute little like ingredients, and you bought the ingredients, and they have little powers, and it's kind of hard to like figure out how to play it but once you do it's really it's because you're gambling basically yeah so it's kind of addicting you're like just one more just one more. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and then you explode. but i i don't know i think i would take it with me because it, it takes a long time there's like a lot of rounds and i would want to get really good at it and so i think <laughs> i have a lot of time to practice my strategy <laughs> Well, I want to come on the deserted island of yours and play it with you. <laughs> okay. Bring lithography. <laughs> okay. I know. I feel like I should have picked a different game so we could have three games, but... Well, Rach, uh, I want to hear your thoughts about why you picked it. Lithography is uh, just so engaging. I feel like you can play with really any group of people. Uh, it's probably my favorite game. Um it's also very fun when you come up with your own categories or topics. Um, and like you're saying, this is one of my favorite games to play with Becky. And like anytime she's around, I'm like, okay, we can do lithography. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. And um, so, yeah, it's just a very fun. And like, I'm all about those very nerdy, like random obscure knowledge that you can pull out type thing. But it's, I like that it's not, just like categories where it's like oh you're just trying to be different for everyone like it changes and sometimes you want right. to match people you want to be part of that group think and other times it's like oh just come up with as many as you can and so and I it is like, a challenge because yeah. you're racing the timer I also like that scoring is almost secondary to it I mean yeah. the real fun is just playing the game and we we almost always do keep score but uh, no one really cares it doesn't right. get competitive <laughs> or anything yeah and I also think that oftentimes it's can bring up fun points of discussion and Mm -hmm. there can be some lighthearted debate and yes and it's yeah it's just varied enough that I don't feel like I would get sick of it if it was the only game option right that's why I wanted to pick it because there's lots of cards and like you say you could always come up with your own categories so any honorable mentions from anyone I didn't put any honorable mentions um I put bang because I felt like I had to put bang somewhere (laughs) it is your favorite that's my favorite so that's one that can be really long too so you could spend a lot of time playing it Mm. and you get a new character each time so like I don't know you can escape into a different body (laughs) just like try to forget that you're on the island and right I was kind of surprised you didn't pick it as your person you'd want to date but oh no (laughs) redo too violent too violent no guns in my relationship and alcohol my other answers were time's up made an appearance here again just lots of cards i also said trivial pursuit because you would learn a lot while you were just hopefully waiting for rescue but this other one wits and wagers kim always (laughs) makes me think of you love that game so much but again it's kind of like a lot of cards to work through there's so many like it has great playability um and you would learn a lot of really useless facts, but it's very fun. It's true. The next category is your favorite deceitful game. Well, this will come as no surprise. I picked the classic Resistance as my favorite deceitful game. I always remember learning that game at a game night at the library. And the guy who taught us to play was had these little phrases that we still use every time we play the game. And... <laughs> It's it's just fun because somehow every time it just gets emotional and heated and surprising. <laughs> and if if you are on the spy team where you have to be bluffing, oh my gosh, my heart is just pounding the whole time. <laughs> and it can just be so frustrating to be on the non-spy team, the resistance team, because you're, sometimes you're just like, 
well, great. I thought I trusted a person and now I don't think I do anymore. I have no idea what's going on. And, you know, win or lose, it's just a fun game. Oh, it's so fun. There was one time my daughter Sophie even fake cried, but it seemed real. (gasps) So we believed her and then she turned out to be a spy. It was amazing. She snowed us. (laughs) I didn't even think I was there, but it's so legendary. (laughs) I think you were. I don't know. I feel like I was in Provo. Oh, maybe. Seems like it was a summer, but anyway. Mm -hmm. That was also my pick, but I'll talk about it after Lauren. You can talk about it now. Okay. Um, Yes, it's just a longtime classic. Should have picked this one because of the the sexy blue lady, as Ryan Hatch (laughs) said. Classic. (laughs) There's just so many um, funny memories with it. And yes, like it shouldn't be that high stakes, but. Sometimes there are games that come around that like get so emotional and there's like videos on the home computer of like (laughs) the grandkids filming themselves on iMovie or on photo booth and you can hear us playing resistance in the background and it like gets more and more heated and (laughs) but it is just so fun and I feel like Catherine is also so good she's so like you trust her and then she stabs you in the back and (laughs) it's this funny game where you have like after everything is come and done you're like see I told you you should have trusted me and like ah and there's like three minutes of just so many emotions and then everything's fine again where you're like I can never (laughs) trust you again it's like okay let's play again (laughs) (laughs) so so fun love resistance the one that I wrote, I don't know if I talked about this one with Manny and Spencer, called Saboteur. Mm, it's like the dwarf. Yeah, little gnome guys. Two people. There's like treasure at the bottom, um, but nobody knows which one the treasure is in. And there's a certain number of gnomes that are trying to block you from getting the treasure, but you don't know who's on your team. Anyway, sometimes it gets pretty obvious. Like it's kind of hard to be. The yeah, it is hard because at the beginning you try to go mm-hmm. along like you're just one of the team, but then at some point you're like, well, I just got to reveal my hand and start sabotaging. Yeah. You're like, I want to play well, it with you. <laughs> it's funny because you like, you put obviously not going to the treasure and you're like, well, I just think we could go like this. <laughs> and everyone's like, block her, she's evil. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I just, we played this at a family reunion with like some of my cousins, like every night for a week because we just were having so much fun with it and Andrew was so funny (laughs) he'd like say because it's like kind of gnomes with mine carts so one time he said something like mine cart (laughs) 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 just like German somehow anyways lots of good memories with that one yeah have you played that one right I've played it I think on a game day but it's okay yeah not super familiar um my only other honorable mention was one night werewolves or aliens or whatever mostly just because miles and landon love it and so So they're so cute when they play it and i i love playing it with them well i put for an honorable mention just the regular werewolves game um especially if i play it with one of my friends because he throws in these extra characters like exploding citizens and if you oh. kill an exploding citizen, they kill the two people next, like the person on either side. Oh my god! Anyway, so <laughs> it's just it's a like fun twist on the game. He's the a lovers narrator. taken to the extreme. Yes, it's fun when you have a good narrator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so fun. Lauren, did you have also, any others? I just want to shout out the Godfather Mafia game. Oh my god! We played. We played it one time. I think, but we've played it a few times. Usually. We played it on my birthday. Yeah, played it just barely, right? With... And then we played it for the Godfather 50th. Yeah, the 50th of Kill the Megan. Um, it, it's mafia, but you have specific like Godfather characters. Like there's a horse head that can come out. And anyway, it's just, it's just fun. And my favorite memory is when Sarah was the loyal, loyal brute, brute. <laughs> like a spy. And so everyone had their eyes closed and Rachel was the narrator and she was like, loyal brute open your eyes loyal brute and then sarah goes oh (laughs) we all knew that it was sarah after that that and when we played it for my birthday party we had the actual horse had the mask that maddie has and so we would put that instead of just the card and when i gave it to you and you woke up like waltz it was so funny oh i I did the full scream Mm -hmm. so good 
the next category is favorite two-player game. I limited myself to games that are strictly two-player games, you know, mm-hmm. not a game you could play with more, but it works with two. So anyway, I came up with Seven Wonders Duel, which Seven Wonders is probably my favorite game. And I, I could have put it as my runner-up to Deserted Island, I guess, but. It is so anyway. fun. I haven't played it in so long. Yeah, Seven Wonders Duel is great because they the makers did a really great job adapting the game of Seven Wonders to be a really fun version for two people to play. I won't explain what it's all about. <laughs> there is a lot. If you haven't played it. it, it is really fun. You I don't think a, I've played it. You build a wonder well, of the world. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. But it is hard. Yeah. It's really fun. I feel like I haven't played very many two-player games. I already mentioned Moncala. Um, the other one I thought of was that Jack the Ripper game, Rachel. That's oh, my yeah. pick. Mr. Jack. Yes. All right. You can explain it. Mr. Jack, which I've only played with both of you, so it feels very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I really haven't played it that much, but it is seriously like one of my favorite games. <laughs> one of you is Mr. Jack, Jack the Ripper, and the other person is trying to figure out, there's like several characters on the board and they're trying to figure out which character it is and you can like turn on lights and turn off lights and like at the end of the round you find out you the person has to say if Mr. Jack is in the light or not and then Mr. Jack is trying to escape and the other person's trying to like set up barriers for how to let people not escape it's just like very mind gamey but also there's like a little bit of luck and a little bit of the skill I don't know and it just Kim I feel like we played it like only a couple of times but I just had like so much fun playing it with you and then one time Lots I borrowed it and brought it to Provo and I made Lauren play it with me several times and so it just it's a game I really don't play that often but if given the chance would leap at it I love that game it's a great one it's fun because uh Ryan bought that for me just on the recommendation of the game night game employees recommendation so it's fun long live game night games mixy mixy (laughs) i have several runner up in this category um patchwork have either of you played patchwork no oh okay that one's really fun you just it's almost like tetris like you just have little tetris type shaped pieces and you're making a quilt basically Mm. anyway but that's really fun um the game hive which (gasps) rachel's given me many expansions to Duh, what a great one. I didn't think of it. <laughs> each it's almost like chess in that each little piece has specific movements it can make and you're trying to surround your opponent's queen B. And then last I put Clask, which is a dexterity game. So I thought it'd be fun to put on. And you're using magnets to try to kick a ball into the other person's <laughs> so classic. I love that game. So entertaining to play and watch. And watch, it's true. Um my only um, an honorable mention was Codenames Duet, which we already talked about Codenames, but it's kind of fun, the duet version, because you're always, like, you have something to do, because you're always either thinking about the next clue or... Um, Answering. I mean, yeah, you've always got a purpose, whereas yeah. when you're playing with a group, sometimes you're just, like, sitting there waiting for There's the downtime. Yeah. Yes. yeah, agreed. I, I think that's a real strength about the duet mm-hmm. version. Same. I so think it's my fun. preferred... Um, I, of course, put down Double Solitaire Speed and California Speed, which is the matching one. The next one is a formative game. I had a really clear pick for this, and it's a game called Carcassonne. I knew it, Kim. And... I knew you were going to pick it. <laughs> it is. It's so fun. It just is a bunch of little tiles. Have you played it, Lauren? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so fun. It's just a bunch of little tiles, and you're basically just forming these walled cities which really are in the French town of Carcassonne. And the reason this is a formative game for me is because I've always loved playing games. Um, We often played them at my grandma's house on Sunday nights, but this was my first introduction to Euro style games. And my friend Jake Spurlock introduced it to us and we just played it so much and yeah, it was a gateway game for me. <laughs> <laughs> the iPad version is really fun. There's so many fun expansions. And um, it's a game that's easy to learn, but different strategies and can definitely get heated. So good. Yes, I feel like, do you guys still play it a lot? I feel like it, it was such a phase. Yeah, um, we went through another phase of playing it pretty recently. Like okay. Nora and I played it quite a bit, but... 
I love it. I remember having fun, but I like do not remember how to play it or. Oh. So you're going to have to reintroduce me to it sometime. It's fun too, because it, it has the little meeple pieces, the you know, meeples. like where that term oh. comes from. So. All right, Lauren. Um, my pick for this is the game of life. This a was probably my favorite game as like, not as a small child, but like as a, I don't know. 10 to 14 year old we would always pull it out um I would get so mad when my brothers would spin it so hard and it, would <laughs> it comes <fall> out, out. <laughs> um, I don't really know about formative but like I just it was so satisfying to like go to college and then get all this money and then gather all of the life tiles like I always wanted to get all the life tiles I could and then getting your little husband and getting your little <laughs> children and I was always so sad when I like got all the way through and I was like oh my god two kids like, <laughs> I love how they fit in there there was one time I can't remember if it was Biz or Elizabeth or Biz or Elizabeth Biz or Catherine <laughs> but they, we had to get a second car because there were so many children <laughs> oh, I think I think also they counted pets as like the little ones too so that also added up but that was a legendary time I just loved and like choosing your job and it's so fun and now as an adult it's like I've lived this I don't want to do this game <laughs> it's lost it's <laughs> magic yeah um life is a really good one I should have put it on my list somewhere but I said wizard um mm. this is a game that we would often play at our grandma's house every Sunday night and I think it just helped me develop this early love of games from a young age and also taught me how to like play with suits and leading suits and trumps and all that different stuff. But what I think I love most about it is it's like just instilled from an early age that games are like the default activity. It's like, oh, what are we going to do tonight? It's not like, oh, we could watch a movie. Let's play games. Like (laughs) it's just it really helped me like just latch on to games is such a fun way to pass time and so I really have fond memories of playing that game specifically but also just feel like it helped me develop into the game lover that I am so that's a great answer we played many many nights of wizard yes and we recently played the game Skull King like started playing that with my girls and because I played wizard so many times and the mechanics to this game are pretty similar, just a mm-hmm. trick taking game. But when my girls would make a move, I didn't agree with, I'd get so mad at them. Like, you guys just don't know how to play trick taking games because <laughs> you guys haven't had years, years of and years. wizard. Like yes. I did. <laughs> and they'd just be like, mom, stop saying that. <laughs> I love that so much. But see, Skull King is not a game that I really like, which is interesting. Really? I love wizard. Okay. I get so frustrated in Skull King. Like, <laughs> I put limits on myself because I know I'll get in such a bad mood if I play it. So, yeah, it does have some more sabotaging elements yes, to it. But I, more I than just, Wizard does. I can never be a good sport in it. Like, I've tried <laughs> and I just cannot do it. So, I have to I put know it on my what own. you mean because here I am playing with teenagers half my age and I get all petty about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other honorable mentions? I did not pick a runner-up because this is a formative game. So yes, there's just Park one Zone's formative the only game. answer. <laughs> um, my other formative game is Book of Mormon. Guess who? <laughs> Excellent. We have that. Yeah. Again, I don't really know about formative exactly, but it was just kind of a default. Especially me and Andrew, we'd play it together a lot when my other brothers didn't want to hang out with us. Um, but. Oh, I would play it with Caleb a lot when we were little. Um, but I don't know. It was just fun. Just a two-player game. Guess who is always kind of fun. Um, kind of helps you figure out your... What's the word? Um, narrowing down skills and figuring out what category fits the most amount of people. Kind of like Wordle. Like, what do I? how do I eliminate the most mm-hmm. amount of people? So, and Book of Mormon characters helped me remember who the villains were and stuff. (laughs) My other 
answer was Nerds because this was another game like Hearts that I did not like as a child. It was too hard. It was too fast. I could never win. I was never very good. I do remember playing this at the cabin on mm. um, George's, but like their family um, and being on a team with Donnie, like <laughs> just the most obscure, but it was just such a game that like everybody loved to play and we would always play it. And like the the year that I finally was able to like to play well enough that I could hold my own was such a, a big deal for me that I was finally able to like join everybody in nerds. So that is always very fun. All right, we only have um, two categories left. The uh, second to last one is your favorite cooperative game. I picked Hoopla, which is a cranium Great game, family of games. And it's really fun because just like cranium, there's the different categories, but you're all working together on the same team to get through a set number of cards in a certain amount of time. It's just a game that always results in laughter no matter what group I play it with and Annie is again especially fun to play this Mm -hmm. with another fun thing about the game is the cards themselves are so fun to look at Ryan's thought that it would be fun to wallpaper his office using the cards from the game I love that that's so fun they just have fun illustrations on them oh my gosh Hoopla's a great game I didn't even think about it all right Lauren Oh, my favorite cooperative game um, that I thought of was the Hogwarts battle game. Um, did we talk about this one before? I think briefly. Um, you're just working together um, to defeat the villain of each book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's but seven it, rounds. Yeah, it's like a deck building game. So all the previous villains are still there in the future rounds. Yeah, and it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. but it's really fun to see all the characters and like all the elements from the book and how it, in each round there's more elements added from the books and the movies I guess mm-hmm. um, and yeah we you me and Deb played it this was like the two weeks before you were leaving for Florida we were like we've got to get through the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely a game I easily get obsessed with and played a lot it was a honorable mention for me because I am currently very much obsessed with horrified of course I love it because it's got this spooky element to it here's the thing about me with the exception of Hogwarts battle and horrified I really don't like cooperative games for some reason oh, they just and like and hoopla hoopla's fun <laughs> like t- pandemic like the kind of the standard cooperative games I don't like them. I, I just too competitive, apparently. I, but, I have friends that are the same way. But I I just, I think the Hogwarts and Horrified are such fun themings. Horrified is actually fun because you can play it by yourself. Like, I've definitely pulled it out. I have a, a version here that's like American Monsters, and I've definitely played it by myself in Florida. But when I came just barely on my most recent trip, Deb and I, Every single night after everyone had gone to bed, we would stay up very late playing rounds. And so it's just my current obsession and is something that is very fun. Hmm. Any honorable mentions for this category? I picked Forbidden Island. Yeah, see, that one's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fine, but you don't love it. It's, I, we've had fun because my kids have loved playing it. So have you played it before, Lauren? Mm-mm, I've never heard of it. It is you fun. just you just you have you have an island that's made up of different cards and the island starts sinking but you have to collect artifacts from the island before it sinks and then you have to get off the island on a helicopter so it's it's a cooperative game that you can win more often than not but it's definitely possible to lose and that's probably the hard line with cooperative games sometimes is yeah how do you win mm-hmm. enough but not all the time or not lose all the time mm-hmm. anyway yeah yeah it's got to be difficult enough that like you're actually working together instead of just one person figuring Mm -hmm. out everything right just wanted to shout out again the et game even though i don't super love it (laughs) 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 it's cooperative um my only other one is kind of an asterisk because it's betrayal on house on the hill 
It's which, cooperative to a point. To a point. And then it still is pretty cooperative minus like one player. And it just takes very long. And it's not a game that you play very often, but I do have a soft spot in my heart for it. Our final category is a game that you want to be invented. So I don't have a very fleshed out vision for this, but this is what I want it to have. I want it to have adorable components, meeples, you know, just like Draftosaurus, like really great little figures. I want about a 30 to 40 minute playtime, definitely under an hour. Um, I, I There are some games, Rach, that have cooperative and competitive variations, mm. which is fun. So mm-hmm. it would include that. And then one of the things I want the most is compact packaging and box size. Kim, I like think I, about you every time. <laughs> I don't want an oversized box just to grab your attention on the store shelf. I, w- I love games when it's like, yep, this fits perfectly in its box. And now that it's on my shelf, it takes up just the right amount of room for itself. Mm-hmm. Smart those storage. Are my, those are my wish lists for a game I want invented. I love it. No ideas on theme or anything? Oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty open. I want Shanya to be added to Villainous. <laughs> Ooh, I bet that will happen. I hope so. It would be so good. Like, why has it taken this long? I'm I don't know. so upset. They're, they're just trying to get it right. They better be. I <laughs> gotta keep workshopping. Second and choice that's... would be Radcliffe so that John Smith could show up as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm very much coming off of Halloween, but I want some sort of vampire game where you have, like, the whole span of pop culture and just like famous vampires you could pick to be like dracula or nosferatu or edward or someone from vampire diaries like you can have the whole gamut and they each have like special abilities because i feel like so many monster games are you're like trying to defeat the monsters which is sad (laughs) like it's it's sounds like this would be a cooperative vampire game (laughs) i mean no no it's competitive because like you either gotta like i don't know if it's gonna be like a villainous where like each monster has its own mission strategy yeah like dracula you want to suck the blood but edward you want to like woo bella i don't know but i just don't like that all the uh like scary games you're killing the monster i want the i want to be the the monster monster. to succeed yes (laughs) um (laughs) otherwise i was thinking a twilight zone game would be so fun with all these like references to episodes and you have to like escape the twilight zone there is something there I think that could be so fun and then this is a lot of really just self-aggrandizing plugging but it's because I was thinking of Nosferatu I was like why not make an ABTTG game and this is the formal announcement that we are open no but (laughs) oh my gosh but just like a section for the film club something about I don't know all the godfather references again it's totally vain, but it just would be all the all the like Brent and Link have a game now. Everybody who's anybody is making a board game. So but Kim, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad we made this happen. We're gonna have you back again, I'm sure. But well, I would truly love that. It's been so fun to talk about our favorite games and our favorite memories associated with gaming. And it's always fun to be with you guys. And thanks for doing this podcast. It entertains me every time I hear it. Aw, well I just thought my showing would be a little better on the question the 30 and 60 hey you gotta have a first run and then next time it'll be great but um game on am i right we're gonna have to plan a a big gaming party sometime when we're all back in the same place definitely you took the words right out of my mouth pj i see your doggy Usually it's only Jasper on these. <laughs> I know. Jasper, I accidentally closed my door too skinny so he can't get in. <laughs> He's just sitting. I can see his little head. Um, Luna. Hello. <laughs> she can't hear me. <laughs>